Welcome to the Authorpreneur Mindset, a podcast about the writer's life and what it takes to become successful, both traditionally and as an indie. It's a podcast that takes a look at the business aspect of the publishing industry and picks it apart. If you enjoy the show and want more, you can sign up for the Steam Power Dreams mailing list to receive emails with valuable information right in your inbox. Just head over to steampowerdreams.com slash authorpreneurmindset to sign up now. the secrets of what makes some of the most popular books and movies successful. Would you take the time to learn and understand it? If you could create stories as powerful as Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Ender's Game, Hobbit, Harry Potter, or The Matrix, would you want to know how? That's exactly what we're talking about today. The secret to why these stories relate to us so much and how you can tap into that same technique in your own writing. Before we get into the topic, I wanted to give an update on Steam Power Dreams and a little about what's been going on with me. So much has actually been going on with Steam Power Dreams since the last update back in October of last year. The company has grown in terms of freelance workers with seven on board now taking care of various tasks, including a freelance designer who's been doing a lot of artwork for me. Our Instagram has grown a lot. If you are interested in joining, just go ahead and search Authorpreneur Mindset on Instagram and drop a line letting me know you found me from the podcast. If you're a listener from last year, you might have remembered that I talked about something called Story Pulse. Well, that's actually been expanded on and explained a bit more on the blog, but even more is to come in the next few months. Story Pulse is growing exponentially and it's going to be something that is bigger than anything out there in terms of the value that it'll add to a writer's life and helping them organize and create their stories. Along with that, I've gotten some new clients, potential new authors under our banner, and maybe most importantly, we've shifted our focus. As of this episode of the podcast, Steam Power Dreams is no longer a publishing company. We're actually moving away from that in a slightly different direction and we'll now be working under the idea of a story studio. This is a big change for our branding and what we'll actually prioritize, but the goal is the same, to help writers get published and get the most out of their writing and the profit they deserve. If you're curious about what this means or branding in general, then you're in luck. The next episode of The Authorpreneur Mindset will take a look at just that. As for me on a personal level, the past few months since I've quit my job has been both amazing and not so amazing. During the initial month and a half, things were going pretty well. I had a lot of work from new and old clients for freelancing. I started revitalizing everything I had going before I got that job, and I was able to kind of get in the back in the swing of things. However, just as fast, things took a turn south. And that's pretty common for anyone who's trying to make it non-traditionally like entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. One week you have more work than you can handle and the next week nothing. It's balancing both money and the roller coaster of up and downs that help you to succeed when you're trying to make it on your own. Or at least get to the point where a week of no work won't derail your life. Unfortunately for me it turned out to be about a month and a half of no work. So I'm in the process of looking for new clients and possibly a part-time job to supplement what freelancing isn't providing me right now. But enough about that. Let's get into this episode and talk about my very favorite topic, the hero's journey. I'd almost bet that everybody listening to this has at least heard of the hero's journey. 
But what they don't know is exactly what it entails. The hero's journey is a concept popularized by Joseph Campbell in his book The Hero with a Thousand Faces, and it's based on the concept that all stories throughout time can fit into a single concept. He spent years trying to prove that every single storyline in every book, movie, TV show, and play are essentially exactly the same story, and that every character can fit into specific archetypes. He may have not been able to do this, but what he did find was very fascinating. And if you take the time to understand his theories, it can actually help inform your own writing. All right, so before we get into the details of what the hero journey is and what it entails, let's define what scholars ultimately realized about what Joseph Campbell was studying, the story of a hero. Not every story is a hero's journey. This is why not every story that he tried to fit into his theories actually worked. We can see this in many modern indie films, such as Before Sunrise, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and Already Tomorrow in Hong Kong. In literature, books like The Catcher in the Rye, Lolita, and countless other classics fall into a similar category. If you've never seen these movies or read these books, they're more like a story about a single moment in time or event that happens to the character. There are no heroes, no villains, no good or evil. While these are all great stories, and they have a lot to offer, they don't fit into the hero's journey theory. Another thing that's important to understand is that not every story goes through each of the cycles outlined by Campbell, nor do all the characters fall into one archetype neatly. Some can even be multiple archetypes at once. All right, now that we understand the basics, let's talk about what the hero journey is and why it works so well for storytelling. I'm going to mostly be referring to two books in particular, The Hobbit and Ender's Game here, since they're two of my favorite books. Campbell broke the journey into 12 stages over three sections. This episode is just going to be the first where we talk about the section known as The Ordinary World. The first stage shares the name of The Ordinary World and starts long before the story begins. It's the life that the hero has lived up to this point. This is any and all backstory that you may or may not share about your characters and everything that has happened to make them who they are up to the start of the story. The second stage is the call to action. This is where something changes and the hero is called to act. This could range from direct threat to something more subtle. In The Hobbit, the call to action is direct. When Gandalf asks Bilbo directly to join the dwarves on their adventure. On the other hand, in Ender's game, Ender is invited to join Battle School. This isn't as direct as saying your life is going to change, you're going to be going on an adventure, but it's still a call to action. In both of these examples, the hero doesn't realize at the time what is going to happen after that point, nor do they realize the impact of their choices. The third stage is the refusal of the call, and a great example of how not every step is followed in every story. This stage can take one of two forms, either an inner fear that must be overcome, or an actual physical block. In The Hobbit, Bilbo turns Gandalf and the dwarves down. It takes him some time, with an inner turmoil playing out, before he actually decides to join them. It's a fear that holds him back. Hobbits aren't meant to travel outside of the Shire. On the other hand, Ender doesn't refuse the call. Instead, he embraces it and goes headfirst into his journey. An example of a physical block could be in Harry Potter. 
His uncle and aunt will do anything to stop him from being accepted into Hogwarts and accepting the call to adventure. In each of these examples, fear does play a role. Ender does fear what his life will be like should he go to battle school, and Harry Potter fears the unknown of the magical world. The next two stages oftentimes go together, and that's meeting the mentor and crossing the threshold into the second section. In fact, oftentimes it's the mentor that helps the hero overcome the fears they may have and take the step over that threshold. In The Hobbit, it's Gandalf who influences Bilbo. And he knew he could count on him, even when Bilbo wasn't sure he could count on himself. In Ender's game, it's Colonel Graf who cares about Ender and can see his potential. So let's take a look at these five steps and think about why they work and why they're important. The ordinary world is really all about the background of your character. And it's very important to understand where they came from, even if you never use that in your writing. When you're writing your character's story, understanding their background will help you develop them as the story unfolds. This is something that many new writers actually leave out. They jump in and only understand their character from chapter one. And that can actually cause problems in chapter eight, 10, or whenever when that character is trying to grow, but the author themselves don't understand where the character came from. The call to action is where your hero realizes that there's something that needs to get done. There's some injustice in the world or problem that needs to be solved. This doesn't always happen on the page, but if it does, it often is referred to throughout the story. In other words, it's the defining moment for your character's journey. Deciding whether to write this point in your hero's journey should come down to how important it is for the overall story. For example, the death of a loved one that pushes the hero to ask why might not have a direct effect on what happens in the rest of the story and may be best suited referred to throughout the story in flashbacks or just conversation. This can add depth to a character and even help build a relationship between two or more characters. Another example is the hero witnessing a horrific event and deciding to act upon it in the moment. In one of my yet unreleased novels, the story actually opens with a young girl being raped on the street by an authority figure, and the protagonist sees how the people around them does nothing and seemingly ignores what's going on. This is important to understanding the story and why the character decides to act. Not only that, but the next three chapters take place as he nurses the victim back to health. The important point of this section is no matter if it happens on the page or off, it happens, and you know what it is and why your hero is doing what they're doing. The refusal of the call is similar in that it may or may not happen on the page, but it still needs to happen one way or another. We talked about how in Ender's game, Ender didn't refuse the call outright, but that doesn't mean he didn't experience fear and uncertainty. He worried that something would happen if he left his current life and his family. These fears made him who he is and influenced who he will become. The fourth stage, which is meeting the mentor, is a unique one because many people misinterpret what it actually means. While oftentimes the mentor is a physical person, such as Gandalf, it doesn't always have to be. It could come in the form of a memory, or even an animal or other non-human companion. What they provide also doesn't have to be specific. They may provide insight, give an item of importance, or just believe in the protagonist and help guide them. Without this stage, the hero would never get past their fears and cross over into the next section of the story. Now, when you're planning out your writing, keep an open mind. Your hero's mentor may come in the form you never even thought of. 
In another of my novels, the mentor turns out to be the hero's father, who was murdered a few years prior. Yet, he's with her in memory and in the items that he left for her upon his death. The end of the first section is the threshold, leaving the ordinary world. Thanks to overcoming the refusal of the call and gaining the item or knowledge they need from the mentor, they're able and ready to cross over into the unknown and actually start their adventure. This is an exciting part of your character's journey, but also one that isn't easy to write. As the author, you may be enthusiastic and ready to go, but your character should be wary, even if they are confident. You know that everything will eventually work out, but from the protagonist's point of view, the odds are against them. So when your character crosses this threshold, it's an emotional time, and your writing should reflect that. Think about a time in your own life where you've had to make the leap into the unknown. You were probably a mix of excitement, anxiety, you were probably scared, and a whole bunch of other emotions. And your character should be too. Once the hero steps over the threshold, they're now in the special or unknown world where the adventure really starts. But that's where we're going to stop for this episode. These episodes about the hero's journey take a lot of planning and research. So the second episode will actually not be for a couple months, followed by two more after that where we talk about the two other sections and archetypes. This is by far one of my favorite topics to discuss, so please feel free to ask me any questions, which you can do through our website at steampowereddreams.com slash authorpreneurmindset, and then click on Ask a Question. You can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash spdwritershelpingwriters. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jeremy L. Collier, Twitter at Soul Scribbler, and finally on Instagram at authorpreneurmindset. Until next week, I'm your host, Jeremy, and don't forget to keep moving forward. The music for the podcast, named Funky Element, provided by Ben Sound at bensound.com.